Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Drinks and Banter podcast. I am your host, Lorraine Comfort. Today, I am recording this from Nyanzi province. It's right next to Lake Victoria, so... I came here to celebrate my Christmas. I came to celebrate my New Year's. All my friends are in Nairobi or in other countries. Um, people who traveled back home, you know, celebrate Christmas with their families. And so right now I'm in bed and I I don't have anything to do. Tomorrow I'm going to have such a busy day, so I can't be out partying tonight to cross over to the new year. So I'm just like, since I'm not sleepy yet, why not do an episode? Do one more episode for 2022. 2021, as I wait to cross over to 2022. Um... This episode might not be as long because I also want to sleep early. So I like I just want to put out a few thoughts that I've I've been having for the past few days from a conversation that I had with a friend of mine. And yeah. Um so this person somebody who has been attracted to me for a very long time I have known him for close to seven years and all this time he has been trying to be in a romantic relationship with me and I was just not interested but at the same time I don't want this person to not be in my life I want him to be in my life but at the same time I didn't want to be involved in a romantic relationship with him which was weird because I am mentally attracted to this person all right, everything about him, every conversation we have is just so stimulating. I'm a sapiosexual, so I cannot be attracted to you if mentally there is nothing going on up there. For me to be sexually attracted to you, I need to be mentally attracted to you first. So I am mentally attracted to this person. All right, he is an intelligent man. And. I would like I feel like I I get a lot of satisfaction from just having very deep conversations very stimulating conversations you know enlightening (laughs) conversations I it just it legit easily turns me on all right but physically i wasn't i wasn't attracted to the person and all this time i wasn't able to tell him that i'm not physically attracted to you but mentally i am so this time around he was like listen 
you're going to tell me why every time I ask you to be my woman, every time I want to take you on a date, every time I want to hang out, you don't want to. You say no, but you never really tell me why. So this time around, he pressed. And it's like, we're not going anywhere until we get to the bottom of this. So tell me why. It's like, I know you're an intelligent girl. So you know exactly why. You're not going to sit here and pretend like you don't know why. You know exactly why. You know how hard it is to tell somebody that I don't want to be with you because you're not. I am not physically attracted to you. I felt like it was so hard, you know, like I always like I feel like in I'm not quite sure if it is in episode three or episode I think it's episode three where I talk about honesty, trying to be in honest friendships, trying to create to, to surround myself with people I can be honest with. I never realized how hard it can be sometimes. It is really hard to just be honest with somebody. The truth is bitter. It is bitter to tell and it is bitter to hear. So I was just like, okay, listen, I am mentally attracted to you, but physically I am not. And this is why all this is, I have not been able to be in a relationship with you. And so he asked me, so do you think that if I was still mentally attractive, but in a different body, would you have said yes? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. So he goes on to ask, so what do you think is more important to you? Do you think somebody who is mentally attractive is more important or somebody who is physically attractive? And I'm like, somebody who's mentally attractive is like, so then, so we, we had to figure out then where is the disconnect? If I feel like I thrive when I am with somebody who is mentally attractive to me, but then what happens then why is it I don't go for people who are mentally attractive to me you know because it's clear that physical attractiveness is more important to me if I have been saying no all this is so I mentioned that I kind of feel like or that I figured out like few weeks ago that I probably like I I can't say that I am a hundred percent happy with my physical attractiveness basically you know like I keep getting all these compliments from people, how I'm physically attractive, even if it's like a sexual compliment, but it's always on the positive side. You know, I've never found somebody come up to you and be like, oh, you're so ugly. It does it not happen. Okay, maybe when I was in primary school, you know, because I kind of feel like 
when I was in primary school, I wasn't as attractive. I remember, you know, like having conversations with like different friends of mine who have seen me in primary school and then they see me now and they're like, wow, that's like a huge difference, you know? The older you get, the harder you get, I guess. So, I. I can't say 100% I'm able to see what people are seeing in me physically, you know. Um, I could say mostly people look at my smile, my eyes, and my ass. And also, a few times, my legs. Those are, like, the most times I get, like, I, like I get more compliments on those parts of my body, mostly. And just like now, you know, people who probably go beyond my physical side and just like compliment the person that I am, my personality and everything, my mind and all of that. But I I feel like I really, really struggle seeing what people are seeing. So then this friend of mine was like, so then I guess you kind of feel like if you are in a relationship with somebody who is physically attractive, then it makes you feel better about yourself. It makes you feel good when other people are see you together, you know, and it's like his attractiveness bounces off of me too. You know, so I feel more attractive if I am in a relationship with somebody who's also attractive. Or very attractive, more attractive than I am, you know. And I don't go for people who are mentally attractive but not physically attractive because I would feel like people would look at me funny. People would be like, what are you doing with this person? And I would also maybe feel a lot more crappy about myself as well. And I'm like, bloody hell. I asked for more honest friendships. Here is it. Here it is. It's right here in my face. So I'm like okay yeah maybe that's the reason so now i'm sitting here i'm just like right now i'm single right i am not feeling particularly confident about going into a relationship I feel very conflicted because my heart, I feel like I crave for somebody who gets me, right? I crave for somebody who understands me, who sees the little things, who is able to understand me, you know, somebody who can mentally stimulate me. And I feel like I get that from people who are not as physically attractive because when we were having this conversation and I was thinking about the people in my life who are not as physically attractive but mentally they are very attractive to me after 
conversations with them, I just feel like, wow, I need, I need this in my life. I need this every single time. But I don't go over these people. These people have been in my life for more than three, four years. And still, I, I would go for this other person who would not treat me well. Because let's be honest, attractive people really don't have to work on their personalities. They don't have to be funny. They don't have to listen to what you have to say. They don't care about anything. Physically attractive people have it easy. I'm not saying always, but a lot of the times. Or it's like people want them to succeed. People would do anything for physically attractive people. But if you're unattractive, you have to find other things that will make you attractive. You have to be intelligent. You have to be funny. You have to be the kind of person that listens, you know? Those the sort of relationships that women crave for, especially. I can't speak for men. Men will speak for themselves when I start having guests on my podcast. But from my perspective, I feel like a lot of the things that women crave for in relationships really are not in those relationships that are like if you're a physically attractive person, you know, because they know they have options. So... If you feel like you want more and this person is not willing to give you more, they're just going to walk and get themselves another person. So now, I'm just like, my heart is craving for all of that. All the, 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 the things that I, that I actually want. Because the person that I was having this conversation with was actually stating these things. You want somebody to listen and you want somebody who is going to validate your feelings, is going to affirm you, you know, somebody who's going to mentally stimulate you, somebody who's going to do this and that. And I'm just like, oh my God, this would be the perfect relationship for me. But mentally, I'm fighting the thought. I'm just like, am I going to be able to do this? You know? Am I going to be able to wake up in the morning and look at him and feel like, oh my God, I am the luckiest woman in the world? Or am I going to let the fact that they are not as physically attractive as physically attractive as I want them to be or I'd like them to be? But I let that stop me from seeing the person that I actually are. And if I would be interested, like if I want to be able to change this, where do I start from? Right now, this is when I'm feeling the weight of change. Change is not easy, to be honest. I always felt like you can change this. If it's perfectly reasonable, then you can change it. You know, if I sit down and I explain to you and I tell you, ABCD, this is why you should be doing this, I should change this, it's, it's going to be easy. <laughs> it's not. It's not easy changing something that you have believed in for a long time. Something that is, has been part of you for a very long time. A certain way of thinking. It's not easy to change. And I don't think I'm ever going to be mad at somebody for not being able to change 
as quickly even after breaking it down for them and trying to make them see the logic of something i'm not going to be pissed at anybody change is not easy right now i don't know what i'm going to do about this situation because i think i've i mentioned this in my last episode how i am feeling so emotional i'm feeling like i am just radiating with so much love that I want to give and I also feel like I want to be to receive that love as well you know I want to be somebody who would appreciate me appreciate the person that I am beyond my physical side so I'm just here thinking okay so um Am I going to ignore attractive people? You know, like when I go out somewhere to an event or to a hotel somewhere or anywhere, meeting up with friends and, you know, getting to know their friends and I find an attractive person and I'm just like, no, I am not going to fuck with you. <laughs> and... Like, basically, I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to go about this. All the stimulating conversations I have mostly come from people who are not... I could say... I'm not saying that they are ugly people. No, I'm just saying maybe according to societal standards, you know, according to, like, the beliefs that we have come to have. You see how years ago maybe let's say early 2000s basically before Nicki Minaj being skinny being very slim was in thing people used to eat and force themselves to puke just so that they can remain small and then Nicki Minaj came with her small waist and big ass and everybody wants to have ass now i mostly get more compliments about my ass more than anything if i find somebody who compliments me about maybe my eyes or my smile or they're like that dress really looks nice on you and and not how it has brought out the shape of my ass i would take that person more seriously i would be like okay i want to hear what you have to say i'd pay more attention to that other person as a sapiosexual i cannot enjoy any form of physical connection if the person is not mentally there with me, right? Which now explains why this explains why I feel like I never like you see how okay, for me when I have conversations with people who like having sex they really really like it you know when i 
hears stories from people who just go around randomly sleeping with people or you know cannot go a day without having sex i'm just like how do you do it how you know because i feel like before you get me there yo it's a lot you know um i mean yes i'll get the orgasm that's fine it's just that i'm like and then what this is it like that's it you know it's like i don't think i'm doing this right for a long time i at some point i started feeling like maybe it's just me maybe i'm just not cut out for this you know this is probably just not for me but after the conversation i had with this friend of mine it just it's not that i'm not into sex it's just that i've probably been going for the people that i want right because i want people who are physically attractive instead of going for the people that i actually need people who get that my arousal doesn't come from just being physically touched you have to really stimulate me mentally first right so i'm just like okay so now for me to experience this new sexual I could say sexual realm really because it cannot just be all about making out and then having someone go inside you get your orgasm and then that's it there's no way that is it because I I'm starting to feel like there is no point of doing this over and over again if it's just I, I keep feeling that that's it that, that's it that that's it why why would I go into all of this I'm not gonna do this shit again you know so moving into 2022 I'm not quite sure yet how this change is going to come about I don't know if I have to go for therapy for this probably it's societal programming as well I have to unlearn a few things I have to start learning how to love myself more appreciate myself really really let it sink in that my imperfections make me the person that I am you know make me perfect in my own way it's what makes me unique love everything about myself so that I am able to go past somebody somebody's physical attractiveness attractiveness not being what I want or expect based on you know 
what I could say I've been programmed to believe or desire or want. I actually had I went on Google and and looked at what other people thought about dating somebody who is not as attractive. It actually has way too many benefits compared to dating somebody who is as attractive or more attractive than you are because people who are not as attractive feel like they don't have a lot of options so when they find somebody who's very attractive and they want to be with them they're going to do the most they're going to go that extra mile you know literally they're the kind of people that would make the best relationships because they listen you know they they affirm you they take care of you they i don't know whatever it is that you want from that relationship like whatever you feel like you need you know that deep craving or desire that you actually want i i don't think that I have ever like the attractive the relationship that got me into depression was with a very attractive man this man was very attractive like I just saw him and I felt like I had to have him and when I finally did it didn't even take two months before I was unhappy. And this was also my longest relationship, which is like eight, nine months. And by the time I was strong enough to tell this person, listen, I need a break. I wasn't able to tell the person that I, I wanted to break up with them because I felt like I needed to have them in my life. But I just told them, listen, I need to take a break because he did not give a shit about me he never cared about my feelings you know if he called me and i missed to pick his calls for one reason or another and i call him back he wouldn't pick up would not reply my text he was mad because i didn't pick up his text it was literally the first time i ever got a panic attack in my entire life i had never gotten a panic attack and it was crazy like i was just sitting on my bed I'm trying to call him and he's not picking up and because at that time I didn't love myself enough to be like all right then you don't want to talk to me go I'm gonna move on with my life no I felt like oh my goodness he doesn't want to talk to me I need him it's like this is my oxygen I can't lose him and I lost my shit and suddenly I suddenly the room started going round and 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 it's like my head started feeling so heavy it's like I just wanted to fall down and it's like I was losing breath I was breathing so hard I'm like what is going on why am I feeling like this so when we parted ways I just I don't know I just went into depression it, before I actually realized 
I was depressed. It took quite some time, you know. Um, it was until I, I think I had a conversation with actually the same friend of mine that I had this conversation about attractiveness with. He was the one who told me that, you know, like from explaining to him how it felt, it's like these are just the symptoms of depression. I was like, what? This is what depression is? I just, I was just like, oh my goodness. There's no way. Because I'm not paying bills for anybody. I don't have children to stress about, you know. I, 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 I didn't lose my job. Literally, the only thing that was going on in my life was just going to school. And chilling and hanging out with my friends. That was it. So for me to be depressed, I'm like, wow. There's clearly a lot more to life than just going to school and passing exams. There's like so many other things that can influence you or can make you feel so crappy and take you down this dark path. I wasn't equipped with knowledge to know how to handle this. I got to a point where I used to cut myself with um, knives in the house because I couldn't understand why I was feeling so much pain inside. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't function properly. I was just moving. It's like I was on autopilot. For me to sleep, I had to drink. I would buy alcohol every single day and I would just drink t- until I pass out. That was the only way I could sleep. Otherwise, I would be up all night feeling so crappy. So I got to a point where now the alcohol wasn't working. So I started cutting myself because seeing that physical pain it made so much sense to me because the pain that I was feeling inside didn't make sense. I didn't understand why I was feeling like this. So now I understood why people would cut themselves. Seeing that pain, seeing that blood coming out makes you feel at ease. All right? <laughs> Which is weird because right now, if I get a cut on my arm, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so painful. And I'm like, how how did I do this? How did I inflict pain on myself? How? How is it that it's so, sometimes when I have like really long nails and like they're so sharp and then I just, you know, like graze myself a little bit. I'm like, this is so painful. Even paper cuts. Paper cuts are so painful. I'm like, how was I able to do this? Cut myself with a knife. How did I do this? I don't get it. It's crazy. I was depressed for like, I don't know, again, probably a year before now I started now really taking care of myself. You know, I start, I had to start asking myself questions. Okay, so what is the problem? Where did it come from? How do I want to go about this? Who do I think I need to be around? Who do I feel like I'm comfortable talking to about this? But I feel like I started really, really feeling well when I 
did therapy for around two months in 2020. This woman really, really helped me not only to get to know where the problem is, deal with all the trauma I've had from childhood, but also start being on that journey to healing because like a lot of therapists or psychologists or counselors I could say help you identify what the problem is and they tell you how to go about it but very few have done inner healing you know they they start helping you heal and so now it's easier for me to introspect to sit down and be like okay so because you know she walked me through it so I am able to do it for myself now as well but I kind of feel like I still need to do more therapy and just like deal with things like this you know because I don't know what I'm going to do and you know this friend of mine is like what's the worst what's the worst that could happen just try let's just try let's just try and date and see what's the worst that can happen you know, we can try, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And so, I'm just like, okay, um, let me think about it. Let me think about it and 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 see what's what's up. I literally just saw uh, an Instagram reel about Nipsey Hussle, I hope, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, he was talking about, would you rather be at peace with the whole world and be at war with yourself, or would you rather be at peace with yourself and be at war with the whole world, because right now, I feel like it is unconsciously important to me to be the physically attractive person, because Everybody else would find me attractive, which is weird because on my own, I am still attractive. So, physical attractiveness is not there for, it's, it's something that is there for a short time. Okay, we get old, has having suggy skin. Unless, obviously, if you have a lot of money, then you can go for different sort of procedures and, you know, fix yourself up. But it's just vanity. Try going for people who are physically attractive without looking for something inwardly. Seeing beyond somebody's physical side so that's where i'm at right now moving into 2022 one of the things i really want to work on is changing that mindset i'm not saying that it is impossible to find somebody who is both mentally and physically attractive it's just really hard Physically attractive people have it easy in life. People give them everything. People want them to succeed. People want to please them and make them happy. So they don't have to work on the person that they are. They don't have to do much. 
by people who are unattractive, physically unattractive by societal standards, turn out to be the best lovers, the best friends, the best people you could ever have. So, I guess that's one of the things I'm going to work on. That's what I want to change. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to know until I try. I have to try. It's the only way. Experience is literally the best teacher. That's how you grow. That's how you get to understand yourself more. That's how you get to learn new things about yourself. So, I want to be able to not only selfishly want these people to remain in my life because it's beneficial, but I want to also be able to appreciate them appreciate that I have them in my life. I appreciate that they have taken their time to listen to me all this time. Every time I call them and rant, every time they affirm me, every time they sacrifice something for me, I want to be able to reciprocate this love as well. Because physical... Attractiveness is is not forever. You know, like, you might be a physically attractive person, but anything can happen, and they are not physically attractive anymore. So, what? That's when you start realizing, oh my God, this person is so shallow. You walk away, it's just so crappy, but... I'll, I'll come back and then talk about this again um, when I make progress or when I finally find a solution. But as it now, moving into 2022, that's one of the things I want to work on. That's one of the things that I want to see if I'm going to be able to change about myself. I... I I want, you know, maybe me not being able to see myself as physically attractive stems from an event that happened to me when I was younger, you know, and and maybe I've, like, I've not dealt with that, you know, I have to go back and, and talk to the child inside me and be like, listen, you are beautiful. You don't need to be afraid of anything. You don't need to feel bad about anything, you know? I have to show that inner child some more love for them to feel like it's okay. You know, I love you just the way you are. I am off to bed now. I feel 
happy that I was able to talk about this. I feel grateful that I've been able to see the end of 2021 considering the fact that 2020 was a crappy year. It was nothing that nobody saw coming. And I'm grateful for all the people in my life right now that I've also made it this far. Definitely not taking it for granted. And moving into 2022, I hope that greater things are coming. More new experiences. More stronger relationships. New friendships. New opportunities. Growth. Everything that you want to accomplish and you want to achieve, that you may be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually strong enough to take on anything that will come at you this coming year. All the changes that we want to make are going to be able to do it. I believe it. And I'm also excited. I can't wait to see, like, 2022... 31st of December, I'm going to sit back and look back and be like, oh my God, I did this. I overcame this. I grew like this. You know, especially when it comes to this podcast, I can't wait to see how far I can go with this. You know, because I'm just learning as I go. You know, I go online, see what other people are doing, learn how to do it, and I apply it on my podcast as well. So, In the next 365 days, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Positive vibes all through.